Welcome to the Grace Capital City Podcast. We are a community of Jesus followers located in Washington, D.C., working to see God's kingdom come through worship, family, and justice. For more information about our church, go to gracecapitalcity.com. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Hey, Grace Capital City. It is so good to be with you guys this afternoon, this evening. I am here at Church of the Pilgrims and um, excited to be with you guys. I, I do have to say we are only in the like, second week of summer, but it is about 110 degrees in this building right now. So if there's a little more sweat than normal coming off the top of my head, um, please excuse that. Hopefully you are in some nice air conditioning right now as you enjoy our service. Um, even though we're scattered, we still want to gain and have that sense of being gathered as well as we gather around God's Word. So tonight we're going to be kicking off our summer series, as Holly said. And this is a series in the book of Jeremiah. We're going to be in this for the next six weeks. And for those of you guys that are like, you know what? I know the book of Jeremiah. There is 52 chapters in that thing. So unless you're doing like eight chapters a Sunday, you're not even going to get close to 52. You're right. Um, we're not going to get close to 52. This, is, this isn't going to be an exhaustive study of the book of Jeremiah. Um, instead, what we're going to be doing is just highlighting some key moments that there are some insights, some, some revelations that come out and they really do speak to who we are. They speak to a sense of calling, a sense of identity, a sense of destiny um, and how we participate in the world today. So that's where we're going to be throughout the month of June and, and heading into July. I hope you'll be able to participate with us for that. So for a little bit of context, perhaps you're not as familiar with the book of Jeremiah, just to kind of set us up before we dive into our teaching tonight. Um, Jeremiah is written by a guy named Jeremiah, surprisingly enough. He was a prophet and he was prophesying in what is generally agreed upon as the darkest era of Israel's history. And this is the era known as the exile. Jeremiah was the prophet. He, he was prophesying leading up to the exile and then during the exile. Now, some context to the exile. Israel at that stage had been divided into two kingdoms. There'd been a civil war and we have the northern kingdom of Israel and then the southern kingdom of Judah. And what happens is because they're divided, they become weak. Their military is uh, weaker than it was before. And so foreign nations begin to take advantage of that. Already at this stage, at the writing of the book of Jeremiah, the, the northern nation of Israel has been destroyed. And it seems that the southern kingdom is headed for a similar fate. So this guy, Jeremiah, is essentially given the very unenviable task of warning Israel about their impending doom. He's the guy that's sent along to say, hey, turn back to God. There, there is rampant idolatry in Israel at this stage. And so Israel, uh, Jeremiah sorry, is constantly pleading with them to turn back to God, to, to, to cast aside their idols and remember their first love. Um, he, he's, he's pleading so much so that he gets the name 
um, a lot of theologians call him the weeping prophet because he, he really does. He, he pours his heart out in a profound way. So that's just a little bit about the book of Jeremiah. Tonight we're going to be in chapter 1. We're going to read verses 4 through 10. So if you have a Bible, you can go ahead and grab that. This is Jeremiah chapter 1, 4 through 10. And it says this. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. My son, my son Liam, uh, has a, a society, a tribe, if you like, of stuffed animals that he has developed. And they're called the Snugglies. And it is, it's about 20 to 30 or so stuffed animals that he has really been developing since he was born. And it, it is a very structured society, right? There is a very strict hierarchical um, setup to this society of stuffed animals that he calls the Snugglies. And of course, Liam, my son, he, he's, like, he's like the divine ruler over all of them. And in, in his case, he's not afraid to play favorites. He has no problems with that. He's like, you're in, you're out. He's like, this Snugglies in, this Snugglies out. And so he has this very complicated setup of this, this group called the Snugglies. At the center of the Snugglies is this subgroup called the Foxies. And they're called the Foxies because they are Foxes. In fact, I, I have one of them here. They're these, these stuffed toy, like fox lovey animals. And he, he has about four of them, I want to say. I think he got the first one. Uh, Jess's sister, his aunt, bought it for him when he was a baby. And um, different times we've lost them and found them. And so over the years, he's kind of accumulated four of these identical stuffed animals that he calls foxies. Now, about two years ago, Liam started talking about what he called scratchy foxy. And he, he knew in his mind there was one of these foxies that was different. He called it scratchy foxy. And, and I remember me and Jessica were like, they're exactly the same. Like, how, how are you telling the difference? He'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I want scratchy foxy. I, I've got to have scratchy foxy. And we're like, they look the same. They feel the same. Like, they're made by the same manufacturer. Like, how can you possibly be telling the difference? But he was, he was adamant. One of them was called scratchy foxy. And, and sure enough, what we found out eventually was that a, a little bit of food had hardened on one of the foxes. And if you rubbed it, it felt kind of scratchy, and Liam liked that. And so it was this crazy situation where, for us, we're looking at these foxes, and we're like, yeah, they're exactly the same. But for Liam, right, he could see uniqueness. He could tell the foxies apart. He knew this was scratchy foxy, and this was a different foxy, right? He had a very set mind and a very clear understanding of which fox 
was which. Now, I, I, I tell you that story because I think it kind of relates to the passage I just read. Believe it or not, I'm going to tie that into Jeremiah. But there's this moment where, where God is speaking to Jeremiah, right? In verse 4 and 5. And this is kind of what he says. Very similar. He says, I know you, Jeremiah. I, I see you. I, I formed you with my hands. I, I know you. And, and Jeremiah, you are going to do amazing things for me. And you're going to do some really hard things. But there's this sense by which God is saying, before you do any of that, I, I, you need to know this, right? You need to minister out of this revelation first. This revelation that I formed you, that I know you, that I've always known you, that you are precious to me. You need to know that first. I, I love the way the call of Jeremiah begins with this, 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 this invitation from God to know who he is in God. And, and, and not only does he say, I know you, right? He says, I set you apart from all the other foxes, right? You are set apart. You're unique. Guys, we, we need to understand this. In, in the kingdom of God, there are no repeats. Right? There's, there's no carbon copies. There's, there's no exact replicas. You are unique, handcrafted by God. In, in, in fact, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says it this way. He, say, he says, you are God's workmanship or God's masterpiece. And it's this beautiful word because the Greek word for workmanship or masterpiece is this Greek word poema. 